The information provided by Munro Partners is for educational purposes only and is not intended to include or constitute financial product advice. You should obtain independent advice from an Australian Financial Services Licensee before making any investment decision. Hello listeners, welcome to the latest episode of Invest in the Journey podcast. My name is Taylor Bree and I'm the Communications Manager for Munro Partners. In this episode, I'm joined by two members of the investment team, Portfolio Manager Jeremy Gibson and Senior Investment Analyst Hayden Potgeta, who have just returned from San Francisco where they attended the Morgan Stanley Tech Conference, the first in-person conference in a post-pandemic world. Hi guys, how's the jet lag going? It, um, I've got no jet lag whatsoever, just because it's, so they're 19 hours behind, but the time difference is like five hours. And so it's not a huge it wasn't a huge thing for me. What about you? Yeah, east to west is typically worse. So on the way over there should have been worse. But yeah, we spent the day um, when we got there riding around on the bikes in, in the fresh air, which I think helped a lot. Can you explain why it's so important to attend conferences in general? Yeah, I think the best thing about going to a conference is you get to digest a whole lot of information in a short amount of time. So we would have met or seen present probably 48 companies in that t- in the over the week. And you're just getting a lot of information that you can then digest and see what what are the common threads within each of those company meetings or presentations. And so it's just a good way of digesting um, a lot of the, that information and seeing where the trends are in the market. Yeah, I guess I'd sort of yeah, build on that and say that, yeah, you, you talk to, you're spending so much time talking to all these different companies, you sort of focus some time on companies in certain sectors. So I spent a fair bit of time talking to semiconductor companies and listening to their their management speak. And yeah, to Jeremy's point, you get a specific theme that's important in that industry right now. And um, yeah, you get across those key drivers pretty, pretty quickly and pretty easily, I thought. And so after two years of dialing into video calls, what were the biggest differences you found uh, by attending a conference in person? other than obviously being in person? Well, yeah, it's, I guess being in person is just much more engaging. And so you engage in management better and they engage with you guys a lot better as well. It's not as um, transactional as sort of dialing to a video call as we've had in the past two years. I guess you're not going to have any Teams notifications popping up during a, yeah. During a, yeah, a live Yeah, you can focus in a lot more for sure, yeah. And what do you find the biggest differences are between a, a video call and an in-person conference? Uh, yeah, sure. So probably the biggest thing is just the nuances, like looking at body language and that type of thing. Um, you then also end up chatting to other investors after each presentation or meeting and you, you, you pick up different things to what they pick up and you get that sort of insight from um, chatting to other people. Uh, Jeremy, maybe you can touch on how conferences have been different, um, how they were different pre-COVID and now post-COVID. To be honest, there wasn't a lot of uh, change. It was really? pretty similar. Yeah, it was a um, similar number of people attended the conference. Uh, so I went to that same conference in 2018 and it was uh, it was very similar. And so drilling down a bit, why is Morgan Stanley important to Monroe Partners and why was the Morgan Stanley Tech Conference the right conference to kick off going back to conferences? Yeah, so Morgan Stanley is an important partner for us. They're our prime broker. They've got some of the best analysts on the street, so guys like Brian Nowak at Cover, Amazon and these mega cap tech companies. We've also got a really close relationship with the sales team. 
Um, and in terms of the conference, it was pretty much the last conference that was open pre-pandemic. So it was quite interesting that this was now the probably the first one that's been open since pandemic. Um, so it was, yeah, it was quite an interesting uh, timing-wise. Um, but it's particularly important because they do have all the major tech companies with C-level um, executives that are presenting. So we saw the likes of Ruth Porat, who's the CFO of Alphabet, and Amy Hood, who's the CFO of Microsoft. So some of the biggest companies in the world with their, their C-suite in attendance. It's pretty impressive. So, Hayden, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. What was the best food that you ate while in San Francisco? Best food? We went to this uh, fish restaurant and they served a ton of ducks. Ooh. And so the duck was really nice. <laughs> Not what no, you expect for a fish no restaurant. No seafood whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty impressive. But, um, yeah, I think that was probably the best stuff we ate. Can't remember the – it's called the Fisherman's Basket or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it a, a chain or just a one-off restaurant? No, it was a one-off restaurant. We went there with – there's a bunch of other investors. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Jeremy, your your pick? I think I, I was going to say the same restaurant actually, which was the Angler down near Fisherman's Wharf. Um, I like the sea brim from that restaurant. I thought you were going to yeah. choose one of the uh, American places, the hot dog or the Yeah, the, the hot dog was good. Or, or something the the like. diner was good as well actually. There was so much. We did so. see you, Jez, <laughs> a photo. At, was it Chipotle? Yeah, I had to try out Chipotle. Um, I have had it before in London, but I hadn't had the uh, the Chipotle uh, in in the US where where the company's from, and it's a company that we've been uh, researching. So I thought I'd better give it the customer perception, and I gave it two thumbs up. How many days is the conference, and what do you do each day? So the conference is for four days. Um, there are three hundred companies that attend the conference, and there's about fifteen hundred investors. So you've got a lot of choice as to what you want to do. Uh, but, yeah, typically the conference each day starts at about 7.30, with the first presentation, and the last presentation finishes at about 6.30 p.m. So it is a full day. Um, you can do, yeah, sort of up to 12 either meetings or presentations a day. Uh, so we were having breakfast there. We were getting there at 7, having breakfast there, sitting through presentations and company meetings all day. Um, and then we would, yeah, go home to the hotel, have a quick gym session to freshen up and then we would uh, go out for dinner with other investors um, that night. So it was uh, it were long days but they were, yeah, they were very productive. So would you say that with the amount of meetings that you went through in those four days, uh, it would be more than, say, in a week that you would get through normally or two weeks? Yeah, I kind of loosely quantify it and say you pretty much pack in about a month's worth of work in that week. Uh, but in terms of company meetings, it'd be well, well north of that, it'd be probably a, a quarter's worth of meetings. So I would say, um, so yeah, you work, you work really hard, um, but you do get yeah, and you get so much out of it. Yeah, and I guess in terms of the, I guess the value that you get from these meetings. Normally, when we listen to earnings calls, listen to companies, they're just doing an update that's quite short term focused. Or is I guess beneficial from these the conference and seeing these companies that give you a bit more of an idea as to the companies would talk to their long-term strategy and vision a bit more, um, which yeah, as an investor is extremely important. Um, and yeah, you don't really get that when you're sort of at home doing the work in a company, you're sort of focusing more on calls that are short-term into the quarter. What are the numbers going to look like? So it is handy to just sort of take a step back, listen to the companies and get an idea of what that long-term vision looks like. 
okay. How did you manage balancing your day job while traveling? And did you guys still check in with the investment team every day? Yeah, it was, uh, it was hard work trying to balance everything because you, you, you're trying to get, you're trying to focus on the conference, get as much out of it as you can whilst you're there. Um, but also obviously you've got to keep on track of, of what's happening with your, your stocks on your, on your, um, that you're the stock champion for and stocks that are on your watch list and also other issues that are going on in the portfolio. But, um, you know, we've got a pretty collaborative team and we use Teams Chat quite a lot. So there was plenty of discussion on Teams Chat to, to keep us abreast of what was going on and, and we were feeding back information that we'd picked up along the way as well. Yeah, I mean, same thing. What I found the most interesting about that sort of, because obviously we sit in Australia, not the market's sort of open when we're asleep. And um, that first Monday we were there was quite a bad day for markets, especially growth stuff. And, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting seeing it all live and seeing all these guys, obviously all other fund managers, trading and talking about stocks as, they were, as the market was open. And COVID obviously robbed your opportunity of going to a conference earlier uh, because of travel bans. And so I imagine you were pretty excited to, to get to this one. What was the highlight of the trip for you, Hayden? Yeah, I'd say the highlight of the trip, I guess the conference, the highlight of the conference was you just get to see all these companies present, talk about where they are right now post-pandemic and where, where is it going longer term. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it was hugely helpful in, in finding some new stock ideas to work on, finding some companies to look at, new areas to explore, um, especially past two years not travelling. That's been quite a difficult thing to do because you sort of depend on same source of information all the time. So you're just reading broker reports, um, just reading companies' calls, listening to calls that aren't sort of, yeah, I guess about longer term thematics of these companies. So I think in that regard, finding new stock ideas to work on, I thought that was probably the highlight of the conference. Uh, in traveling overseas, going to America, seeing, seeing, yeah, the US, I think that was actually the highlight there was you actually get to see these companies in action. You get to see the brands, the shops, the, yeah, you get to see the companies that we normally look at on paper and on and our the computers. Yeah, and on a spreadsheet, you get to see what's actually going on behind them. So what was so, so impressive about the Nike store? Yeah, actually, so obviously the US, all the styles and stuff, Jez and I went to a few department stores and then just comparing and contrasting what the department stores over there look like and how they, how they use their space um, as opposed to how the Nike store was like set out. Um, it was just very impressive. They use their space really well. Just the products there, every single thing you'd be like, oh, someone's going to buy that. Department stores, you sort of got the sense that a lot of it, a lot of the stuff was just there to fill space. And you'd, you'd struggle to, you'd struggle to find a market for each of the things that they had there. Um, but yeah, then also, I mean, in terms of seeing the Nike store in the US, they sort of roll out styles and stuff first. So it was cool to see all the new stuff and stuff that we obviously haven't, don't have here in, in Australia yet. Um, so I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. And the stores, the Nike stores, very different to the Australian Nike stores? Yeah, they were. So this Nike store went to, I think, was four levels. So it's like literally like a department store of just Nike. So it's a lot yeah, of stock. <laughs> it's a lot of stock, yeah. It was really cool. And so they had no like – the other thing they had – so a lot, of, a lot of staff, obviously, with people walking around, but they had no sort of till where you go and pay or register. They just carried these little scanning – they carried their phones around. I think they've got this app on their phone. You just pay on your phone there. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting to observe. 
And they had the uh, the QR self checkout as well. If you wanted to do that, you yeah, didn't, you didn't try that, did you? No, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. So you just scan the barcode and pay for it on the spot and walk out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. What does it mean to be able to build a network internationally? Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, it's great to be able to leverage um, other people's insights based in different regions. Um, so I attended a dinner one of the nights um, for senior fund managers and CIOs um, and we all had to pitch a stock idea and so it was really interesting meeting these other people and, and hearing what, what they were thinking about at the moment. What were some of the stock names pitched at that dinner? So it was interesting that um, it was an Asia-focused dinner and um, it was interesting that a lot of people were pitching Japanese, even Australian names rather than Chinese names. That was interesting in itself. Um, Nintendo came up a couple of times, so I thought that was a pretty good idea. Did the conference reaffirm that the investment team is looking at the right areas of interest or and did you see any new areas of interest emerging? Yeah, it was, uh, it was really pleasing that all of the holdings in the fund that uh, presented at the conference, um, they all were seeing strong underlying trends in their business. So there, there was no real wrinkles in any of our holdings, which is always always good to hear uh, and see. And so, yeah, I think we're in the right areas. Um, one example was ServiceNow. They stated their revenue would be uh, five times current levels just from existing customers and products if they were fully penetrated. So that gives us... Um, confidence that they've got a long long runway ahead of them. Um, in terms of new AOIs, the, the buzzwords or catchphrases that, that came across um, quite frequently were things like crypto, meta, sorry, metaverse, uh, Web3, uh, NFTs. So that's an area that, um, that we'll do some work on. In terms of AOIs, yeah, Nigeria is correct. I mean, in the, sort of building on that, it was pretty, it was an interesting time for us to go to a tech conference given rotation and to Jeremy's point, um, it had just obviously a lot of a lot of these growthy tech stocks have been sold off in the past few months, the past six months really, um, with with rates rising, and yeah, just seeing these companies in person just confirms that we're in the right things, and the stuff that we own just makes you much more comfortable owning them right now, um, which I thought was pretty good. But yeah, the only the only new thing I guess in, in terms of AOI, one sort of thing that we learned was that this, this whole eye-buying thematic in what well, I found pretty, pretty interesting eye-buying thematic in the US where you get these companies and it's something that a company would had on our radar before. Zillow had just recently gone out of. But in America, you can, you got these companies that are just, you could sell your house to within 20 minutes and they'll buy it. And you can also on the app buy a house within 20 minutes. So they just make that very frictionless. And so I thought, I mean, I thought it was quite an interesting uh, sort of theme to look at. And a question for both of you, what were your biggest takeaways from the conference? Yeah, I think the, the fact that innovation is just so um, so strong over in Silicon Valley, um, all these companies doing amazing things, disrupting uh, existing markets and creating new markets, um, just sort of reinforced um, my view that, that in innovative tech companies are where you want to be um, invested in the long term. Um, it's going to be uncertain over the next... Uh, three, six, 18 months, but um, over the long term, that's that's definitely where we want to be invested. I don't. Yeah, I think I'd have to pretty much just agree with that. Just innovation, the whole fear of pandemic pull, pull forward within these companies, I don't think it's sort of overdone. A lot of these companies have got a huge runway to growth and I think they spend that entire conference trying to 
sort of get that message across. And so final question, you guys sent us some photos over WhatsApp uh, and there was quite the fashion statement. So have to ask, is the shoe of choice in San Fran cowboy boots or slip-ons? Yeah, so Dan Shulman from PayPal, he was wearing cowboy boots and he was interviewed by James Fawcett who, who donned the cowboy boots for that uh, presentation. Um, and then later in the week, uh, Brian Chesky from Airbnb had had the white trainers on. Um, my choice would probably be the white trainers just for, for comfort reasons. I don't know, I could see you in the cowboy boots. Yeah, I like the boots. <laughs> I reckon those guys pulled it off. I should just find a way of pulling it off myself. Thanks for your time today, guys. Sounded like a very productive trip. Thank you. Thank you.